On this episode of the podcast, I have with me Nachi Joshi. He is the Director of Engineering at Electric AI. We are going to be talking about one specific area on this episode. These are now daily episodes of the podcast, and we're going to try to bring you a lot more value in a lot more consumable fashion. We're going to be talking about empowering engineers to understand the why behind what they are working on. And then also, how do you hold engineers accountable to those goals? So Nachi, appreciate you being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Amir. Awesome, man. So we'll definitely link to your LinkedIn profile so somebody wants to get to know you a little bit better, but uh, we're going to dive right on in and kind of talk about our topic of the day. So kind of talk about your view of how you work with your team you know, currently in the past to help them understand that why behind what they are working on. Yeah, definitely. So from my perspective, it aligns really well with kind of how the business thinks about your engineering team or engineering department, right? If you look at kind of like what from a leadership level you want to get out of your software engineers and the product that you're building is really driving customer value and business value at the same time. However, what happens very often is by the time, you know, engineers start working on a project or they start working towards the release, a lot of those lines get blurred. And what ends up happening then is you have something that gets shipped to your end users and the customer or the business, more importantly, doesn't realize the outcomes that they were expecting. And so this is something that happens regularly and happens very often. And as I've worked kind of within my own career, as well as in a few different industries over my past few roles, I've realized that that's one of the key pieces that we actually need to always focus on and keeps changing over time as well. As your team changes, as your business changes, as your product goals change, keeping everyone in the loop and keeping everyone aligned sort of like really sets you up for success. Interesting. So I guess when you're, when you're looking at that, right, and obviously decisions of what, you know, the highest value that a company should be working on, you know, product managers and leaderships determining that, and that has to trickle down to your, you know, a particular team and they need to then, you know, focus on those features. Their job is to bring that to life, right? They're daily working on coding towards that, their standups, everything's oriented to that. How do they see, you know, I guess kind of the impact, you know, and, and maybe what, how that aligns with their daily view of uh, what they're actually delivering? Because obviously, in this, you know, if we're running some type of sprint, people are seeing incremental, you know, releases, but does that really tie back easily to the overall, like, you know, main product that they're releasing to? Right. And sometimes it's not easy, right? And And that's kind of where, you know, I, I come in in terms of my role as a director here at Electric, as well as our executive team comes in as well, is to be able to explain kind of the why behind what we're planning on and what we're working on next from a board level down to an executive level and then down to all the engineers as well. You know, there's definitely some areas that maybe you don't want to go into as much detail with every single person on your team because that becomes counterproductive. But at the same time, you want to ensure that the scope of what your engineer is working on, they know the entire background and the context behind that as well. So, for example, you know, our sales team has you know, targets for every quarter and every year and, and year over year as well. And while the exact numbers maybe are not as relevant to every single person on the engineering team, what is relevant is you know, how much of that is driven through our products and driven through the new features that we're releasing. And then having that in a measurable way that then we can also present front and center. 
So what we rely on a lot is how do we empower engineers using product-based metrics, right? So how do we tie in, let's say, a release we made last month to an outcome that our customers have been, have been asking for or a business outcome that we're hoping to showcase as well? And really tying that back and then using data for that really then ensures that it's more based on information rather than just on opinions. Absolutely. And do you see sometimes, I guess, when you get down to the individual team member, I mean, do you see some people that gravitate a little bit more towards, you know, trying to see that a little bit more versus not? And some people are more just, hey, I I really just want to get at what I need to do at and, and not worry about it as much. Yeah, definitely. And and every individual is is different, right? So we have people who are much more interested in the why and who I would call kind of like challengers, right? Where they will challenge me as well to say, well, that reason doesn't sound like it's a good enough reason for me to prioritize, let's say, my next month working on this feature on, or on this roadmap milestone. For me, I take that as feedback. That's the great feedback for me as well for fully understanding the problem so that I can kind of be that leader at that level for my teams. There's definitely other engineers who prefer sort of like the format of, you know, tell me what needs to be done and I'll go make sure it gets done. But in terms of longer term kind of sustainable innovation and creativity, I feel like you need to have a good balance of both of them. The balance changes over time as well. When you have a much smaller team and your product is less mature, uh, you need people who can take problems and kind of run by themselves and kind of like be more proactive. As you grow in, in terms of the maturity of your product, that the size of your team, the sophistication of your customers, that's when you start needing a little bit more deeper knowledge from your engineers as well onto the technology stack, onto kind of the problems that they're solving so that the problems are more well-defined and the solutions actually are much better as well. Absolutely. I guess when it comes to actually, you know, tying back to those goals and accountability, anything you've seen that from your practice or from your experience that kind of helps with that? Yeah. So what helps for with that for my teams, a big part is kind of like having goals and objectives for the team that are sort of like business driven and customer driven, right? So rather than just have a team that's shipping features week after week or sprint after sprint, it's more about, well, here's a customer persona or a customer profile that we're targeting. And here's kind of what we want to drive for them. So let's say we want to drive that more customers engage with our product on a regular basis, right? We create opportunities to say, let's make sure we all agree on how we measure that. Let's get buy-in onto what our different levers are to be able to control that. And then let's build products that we can then map back to those original metrics and see what impact we've made. And so rallying around that problem is more important than the solution because the solution then kind of ties back into the original objective, right? And so from an engineering perspective, when you're taking decisions around, well, you know, should we solve things a certain way or not? And, and let's say one of my teammates comes to me and says, we have two different options on the table. We need to pick one because that's where we feel like we'll make the most benefit. Then it goes back to the original objectives and you can measure them or at least like make a hypothesis around which one will impact it more or which one will impact it quicker and then make a decision based on that. Interesting. I guess when uh, when you're now looking back, right, and obviously, I mean, you've been in the industry for a while, and you look back over the evolution of how product and engineering works together. 
if you were to look back at when you first started your career and you kind of are now looking at how engineers on your team work, is there anything that you look back and you wish that uh, you would have known at that point earlier in your career that would have maybe made a different impact in how you saw the business value of what you were developing back then? Yeah, definitely. Well, I started my career at a, at a large investment bank and, you know, as one engineer among hundreds or even thousands of engineers all over the world. So it was a very different work experience, but definitely I felt very disconnected from the overall goal of the business or the users or, or sometimes even who the users were, right? Whereas as I moved over my career into smaller organizations, I think what's happened is that product and engineering understand that you can't have all the solutions designed outside of engineering and then just ask the engineering team to kind of be a feature factory, right? We want the engineers themselves to also innovate, to also bring their creativity to the table. And that's where I feel like would have been helpful for me as well. While I focused a lot of my energy on building the right technology solutions, it didn't necessarily always map back to the best, you know, user-centric solutions. Absolutely. I, I think I hear that a lot, especially from you know, people who move from larger orgs to smaller orgs. And I guess there's uh, less, uh, you know, it takes a lot more inertia to change a, a, a bigger structure to do that. Right. Yeah, exactly. And ultimately, I mean, you know, there's a lot of scenarios where you don't necessarily need to write, you know, the most beautiful, complex piece of code in order to solve a problem. It really just makes, if you just spend enough time understanding the problem itself first, and sometimes you can come out with a better solution or a solution that takes less time to build. Awesome, man. I think that's uh, some fantastic advice and insights into how engineers are becoming a little bit more aligned to product and business objectives. If somebody wants to reach out to you to follow up on anything you've kind of discussed on this episode, is LinkedIn a good avenue to do that? Yeah, LinkedIn, definitely. Uh, feel free to reach out to me and I can give you my email address as well. You can include in the notes later. Awesome, man. We'll include that in the show notes. Thanks for uh, being on this episode. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot, Amir. Absolutely. And that's it for today. We'll be back again tomorrow for another episode. Feel free to keep throwing me some topics that you guys are interested in hearing about. Subscribe to the podcast. That's really important because that's the only feedback loop that we have in the podcast world to see the growth and it's been doing really well. So we're really pleased with that. And uh, until uh, tomorrow, thank you. 